0: you're listening to we used to be cool a podcast for moms we hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool Hey, everybody, welcome back to We Used to Be Cool. Um, we are excited to be joined tonight by Hannah's sister in law and my friend, <laughs> Jane Brock. She is um, just an amazing mom of five and also just hilarious and really fun to talk to and full of wisdom. So we're so excited that she's here. Hey, Jane. <laughs> Hi. (laughs) We'll just let you start, and you can tell us about um, just who you are, where you live, your family, all of those details.
1: Okay. I am Jane Brock, and I um, love y'all so much. I think (laughs) you're so awesome. And I live in Raleigh um, with my husband, Damon, and we have one kid left at home. He was pretty awesome. (laughs) I mean... And the, you, I, I do have to say that you, my favorite podcast of y'all was the shout-out P- podcast where Hannah shouted out to everything. Shout-out Brewer. So, shout-out Brewer. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. And that's the baby. Anyway, my oldest child is 28. Um, And he goes to Wellington. And then the next one is going to be 26 in a week. And the next one is going to be 23. They're all, like, January, February, and March. That's why I'm mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and then I have a 19-year-old girl, and she um, goes to NCW. And then I have a 14-year-old boy. And I have an awesome husband.
2: <laughs>
1: and and just me. <laughs> She's learned a lot by doing a lot of stuff wrong. And, you know, if you want to be completely transparent, I, for those of y'all who do really know Hannah and Van and Judson, I'm married to Judson in 20 years. That's who I'm married to. (laughs) Exactly.
3: (laughs) Judson's oldest sibling.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's very funny. That's very funny to watch that whole thing. Yeah,
3: Zan, it's awesome. speaking of Zan sent us a meme the other night that was like I'm not worried about my husband Um, she sent it to me and Judson I'm not worried about my I, husband talking to women on Facebook or some other women on Facebook I'm worried about him talking to Mike from Facebook Marketplace about an RV that's in quotes good condition or something or has no issues or something and I was like that is exactly right that's exactly what Judson's yeah. always doing
2: oh my
1: gosh and before that before you had Facebook one place and you could have like you know at least you kind of have an idea I would get calls from like landlines that said hey honey do you think you could go over to the Kmart um, parking lot and meet this guy he's coming down from Florida with this um, <laughs> this uh, caravan whatever you call those things little Volkswagen um, van bus that has oh, yeah. this pop up camp a camper, and then can you drive it home? And by the way, it's a stick, but it's never been driven in twenty-five years. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. No, <laughs> That's sorry. my life. Yeah, but it makes for a very, very fun life, but yeah. very dangerous at the
3: same time. Exactly. Um, so buddy. But anyways, okay. Tell us your kids' names real quick before you start. You said their ages, but you didn't say their names.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Scout is my first. He is twenty-eight, and his name is Scout. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay. The next one is Sammy, um, and he is wait. Hold on. Sorry, Carly. I forgot. Carly. Okay. Carly. <laughs> I mean, Scout is married to this precious girl named Carly, who is the same age. I'm sorry that I didn't say that. Um, and then Sammy, the next one, is also married, and he has a wife named Sydney. Also. I mean, the Lord has to think for many prayers. to so start praying for that right now if you haven't already, because it's important. Um, and they have a daughter named Rivy, who I'll be honest, might be the smartest and cutest person that's ever been born. <laughs> okay, the next one is Stratton. Um, and the next one is Huey Banks. And the next one is Brewer.
3: Perfect.
2: So they're
1: all S's except for you, but he was like, you
3: know, baby on the hospital door. (laughs) Baby, that's cute. So I want to start, I think, we have so many, you're just like Zan said at the beginning, you're so wise. And so I wanted to start with you telling us about, um, or maybe giving some just like practical disciplining advice. Um, I was thinking earlier today, cause I was thinking about this podcast and how, when Fletcher first started getting in trouble in two year old preschool um, for, res- <laughs> for wrestling and um, stuff like that, that the first thing well, Judson and I panicked, I've talked about that before. And then the right. first thing Judson thought to do was call you. And he's like, I'm, I already called Jane and I've got a lot of good tips And I'm ready to get started if you are I'm like, okay, yes, I'm ready too oh So I want you to share um, Some of your practical Disciplining tactics
2: okay. For, young, for young
3: I guess starting with for, the younger kids Yeah,
1: for, yeah, for little um, Yes, and To be honest, I love talking about this And that is sweet for you to say That I'm wise, but what I really am is Older than you And <laughs> hindsight is Beautiful, and you learned so making the mistakes. So, I have learned most of them from doing it incorrectly. So, mm-hmm. just let's just get that out there on the table. Um, know that I've done a lot of things wrong, and God is merciful. So, I just want to come from that rather than come from wow, I'm so this much because I am not. Um, but I will say before I say anything else, so fun so fun and some days you will not think it's fun a lot of days you won't think it's fun but you're going to look back and just think it's, it's so fun so either way it comes out well um but anyway so let's say practical tips. um and none of y'all are in school yet so you have a lot of the time with them um i would say well, you know what, I didn't even, I had written a few things down, but I, the first thing that just came to mind is that don't, don't schedule them. I think you don't, um, I don't think y'all do that because you have each other. And I had the same thing with Dave and Sisters where we could just play. And I think it's so important and it's so hard. And I'm sure it's hard now because it was hard back then to feel like, am I doing everything they need? Do they need to be in Spanish class? Well, what about this? Um, but you're going to second-guess yourself. Should they do this? Because at the end of the day, what did you do? You played, and then you played, and then you ate lunch, and then you had to nap, and then you played. That's what they need to do,
2: mm-hmm.
1: period. That's how you learn everything. Mm-hmm. Don't don't second-guess yourself about that. But I wasn't really going to say that. I just thought I'd throw that in there.
0: Yeah, no, that's um, so good, and I think you're right. It's like, even... For us, I just feel that, like, pressure. I told Ethan this. Like, Sunny um, is, because of her birthday, she's starting school later. The boys at this point were in, you know, three-day-a-week preschool when they were 16 months old. Sunny's about to be 16 months old, but she's not starting school till she's 23 months. Mm-hmm. So I feel, like, wow. more pressure to make sure she's... You know, learning and doing yeah. it, like they were doing all. They were in school, so th- she, they were learning so much. Right. So, what am I doing to make sure she's not falling behind? And so, I think that's encouraging oh, no. to just like talk to her and play with her. And like today, we went to the park, and like it doesn't have to be anything crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so good. You're y'all are already so smart compared to how I was, but I will say, just because I had so many, that you know, we did put Scout and Sammy in preschool, and then. Um, you know, and they did all the things you're talking about. And then Stratton came along and that was going to be way too much trouble because at this point, Scout was now homeschooled or in school. And it was like, okay, well, that's more trouble than it's worth. Mm-hmm. So Stratton, <laughs> my is Stratton does not know the months in order. And so I, that might be because of the preschool thing. But <laughs> for, for the most part, I would say that they were equally – um. equally, you know, just it's kind of one of those things that everything kind of equals out no matter what you do. So it's like I put the first two in preschool and I did all the things. And then Stratton, I did none of the things. And then Banksy came along and I don't know what I did before because I don't remember. and <laughs> But I know I didn't do much. <laughs> and, you know, and then all I remember is like sitting there reading books. With her nursing, that's all I remember about her, and but she was dressed so stinking cute. Let me just tell you. (laughs) Um, but then Brewer came along and I started doing all the things again. And you know, not obviously I was a little smarter by then, but it doesn't matter, just keep saying it doesn't matter. That is, it just doesn't. So, no need if you love it, do it. If you need the break, great, do it. Don't do it because you think they're gonna miss out or whatever those things are. So it it does not matter 100% I'm telling you right now.
3: That's so good. And I have heard that too about preschool, like on a podcast where it was like, academics are nothing that you should be thinking about in preschool. It's all about learning through play. And I just think that's such a good reminder because we can get that way about preschools and be like, are they at the right preschool? Because he's not learning this and this kid is and whatever. And it's like, really, that's all they're supposed to be doing is learning how to play and like their social skills with their little friends and stuff.
0: Know, I'm like yeah. Terrified. I'm gonna I'm not a good mom when it comes to that because I'm very um like education focused. Right. I'm very Yeah, of course focused on academics already. I'm mm-hmm. like come on Murphy <laughs> like that is not the best you can do that is not your best selling it's not your best DNA, right? yeah. you know and it's like crazy right? And like Moses yesterday I was like come on you can trace your name I've seen it. you did it at school you can do it and I'm like frustrated that he won't do it like you know he's <laughs> right. two and a half <laughs> but it's right. just like I already feel myself being that way so I'm already anxious and Ethan and I went to dinner last night and I'm telling you all we talked about was extracurriculars once they get to high school and how we're going to require them to at least be in one school sanctioned activity whether it's sports club yeah. I mean literally we're already like so both of us are this way because we're firstborns yeah, a little type yeah. A and I'm like oh no like now that you're you all you and Hannah are talking and Hannah's so opposite of that and just that she's more laid back and not as stressed about that side of things and I'm right. just like oh god I, I didn't even think of it I didn't think our conversation was weird at all last night <laughs>
3: <laughs> now I'm like, oh, that was kind of psycho <laughs> no
1: it really isn't it really isn't psycho at all it's exactly how it's supposed to be and everybody really goes like towards their personality I mean that's totally what they think my only encouragement and this isn't about parenting is only tell Hannah <laughs> the things that you think because one day when you have undone everything you said you don't want to to be like I thought you said you were going to make them do one thing in high school and you're going to be like shut up <laughs> that's a thing girl. that is a thing oh my keep my it gosh. to yourself yeah that's so true is. yeah it's so funny but it's okay for you to think all those things i mean i really do because i think i was there type a with scout well you know 14 years later i'm too tired to be type a and they're still turning out pretty much the same right So don't worry you know it, it is. so it really is okay but you would never ever schedule them anyway you just wanted to know their letters um <laughs> um and one of one of your people um pointed this out about just being encouraging and just it's it's kind of not obnoxiously encouraging because you don't want to be like you're the best one in the whole world because that's not fostering Jesus but being encouraged when you see things and even if you feel like I'm being over the top of course you don't want to be over the top and make them not you know, you're not fostering Jesus if you tell them how great they are. However, pointing out things is, is such a great thing because when you have to point out the other things, then for the most part, you're always encouraging. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I think that, that just balances it out. And I think, you know, it, I would say, especially with boys, they need, Oh my goodness. You know, you have husbands. They need a lot of pats on the back. They just mm-hmm. they So that's how they're wired to, mm-hmm. for that. Um, here are the things that I, this is what has worked for me. But um, even from a young age, pointing out the obvious in situations, like positively and negatively, you know, you have to balance that with judgment because you don't want to appear like this judgmental mom that says, Ooh, did you see what Fletcher did? Mm -hmm. Okay. Not, that's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. However, let's just say, you know, he and I, Well, just y'all, you've been over at Zan's house, and um, you saw Murphy go pick up um, something off the floor for Moses, whatever, that he couldn't reach. That's not a great example, but... You know, nobody saw that. Just you saw that. But you got in the car. You got in the car and you say, hey, y'all, did y'all notice that when Mur- when Moses dropped his whatever and he was so sad that Murphy so quickly jumped up and got that? Wasn't that great? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, and talk about that. They are hearing that, but they also, um, it makes you want someone to be saying that about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it just instills, you know, a love. The same thing you could say. Um, we're going to have to use Hank now. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's just say then you're at, um, at Hannah's house and Hank, you know, throws a brick at the <laughs> window. No, I'm just kidding. That could happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, exactly. Okay, let's say Hank gets mad. Okay, this is so far-fetched, but let's just pretend. <laughs> he gets mad and he throws a, bro- a block right at <laughs> um, let's see Fletcher's head okay mm-hmm. and um, so you know Fletcher obviously is sad or didn't hurt us. that's really regardless of what happens but okay and then Hannah you, know, you do whatever you do with Hank you know whatever you do and then Zan, she gets in the car I mean not immediately I just mean in general hey, we're out of what here. Are you doing? We're exactly. here exactly <laughs> that Hank he's a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so you get in the car and you say, Hey, did y'all um what did y'all think about when Hank threw that ball at <laughs> <Walter> Fletcher's head? <laughs> and Murphy goes, That wasn't very nice and you know, whatever they say. And then you say, um then then you point out that, you know, what could he have done differently because obviously he was frustrated or whatever. And then you also go on to point out that you know, whatever. If it's if you feel like you're getting real negative, then you go. It's kind of like Murphy when you did blah 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 to Moses, but remember, we we apologized and we said we were sorry, and how God is so faithful to forgive us and show us a different way, and that's what God's going to do with Hank. And you 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 you've gotten the gospel up, you've. Um, encourage that Hank, although he did something that was <laughs> wicked, is <laughs> still exactly who he was before you did that. And that you just love him and you want, you know, you you want him to feel, you know, you want him to, you want Hank to feel loved, but you also want to point out that we are sinners. That's why we need Jesus. And you kind of keep going back to that. And I, I think my kids aren't judgmental. They might be terribly judgmental, but so if they are, then just scratch that whole thing. But <laughs> I think that it was a, a really good thing, and I think as they get older, because y'all right now, really, only probably not. going to get a whole lot of that. Although, maybe it's next to too also, but it's just using every opportunity, um, and, and you know obviously y- y'all know the context of when you would and wouldn't do that and you don't want to be but I'm just saying that's a that's a great thing it worked for me
0: no that's so um, good I think it's so helpful to like and I think I, I try to do that I think of it sometimes and but most of the time it is a negative thing I think mm-hmm. ooh that was bad wasn't it you know what I mean So yeah. I like doing it for both like right. we don't like not just doing it when we see you know like right. at the park oh did you see how that kid was leaving that was embarrassing for his dad wasn't it
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever say that to me. Exactly. Um, but literally Murphy will be
0: like really serious. Like, yeah, that was bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> was so
0: but yeah. I like pointing out the good too. When you see something and even talking yeah. about even like a little while later, like this reminds me that time that you did that really good thing. You know, yes. like just
3: reinforce. I love but. that. I love that. And our kids yeah. love the yeah. song, This Little Light of Mine. And so I do that now with oh. them, with both sets of our kids. I'm like, now that was Murphy letting his little light shine shine for Jesus. Did you see what he just did? And they, yeah. Murph, yeah. Murphy especially, I guess he is that type A firstborn. He thrives on that. He Compliment. loves when Bye. I point out his little light shining and he does it constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My children, we, you don't, you know, yeah. that doesn't really work as well. But they're just like, okay, cool.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Murphy, yeah. Well, yeah, it's good. That's so cute. Well, I do think, and I like to call those children Captain Justice, and the reason I called the scout with Captain Justice, also, and I'm starting to see it come out in Rivi. It it is it's a beautiful thing. I mean, they see black and white really well, mm-hmm. and and probably Fletcher will too. He's just not quite there yet, mm-hmm. but um, but he might just be since y'all have so many kids and you see each other. Maybe he's just not firstborn. Maybe he's going. <laughs>
0: Second born. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that with Fletcher that he yeah. acts more like a second born. Definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is that. But, but anyway, my, you know, I just think that's great, and it, it's just a great way again to show how God is so merciful, and that we are all sinners, and not just you know, whoever did whatever. Okay. Um, y'all point out being encouraging, and we talked about that a whole bunch. Um, but I think in that, I think for me at least, when I you know, thought too because I was kind of, <laughs> you know that song Gabby, that Gabby Barrett sings growing up, like, uh, growing up, raising you. Have you ever heard that? Uh-uh. Anyway, I won't sing it to you, but everything I live is through a song that it's talking about, I, I think Gabby Barrett probably has a child when she's like 20 or whatever. And basically she's talking about, um, what it, what it's like to grow up with your child. Uh-huh. Um, cause you're growing up. Because you're, but you're raising them and you're growing up and they're growing up and it's, it's really cheap. You should listen to the song. But mm-hmm. the point is, I think that's a lot of the firstborn because you really are growing up while they're, they're raising, you're learning stuff from them mm-hmm. and like just kind of the encouraging thing. Um, especially for people who that's not their first instinct is, I mean, some people are born encouragers and some, some people are not, but as you choose to stay that route, um, and the Lord blesses it, it changes you also for the good. And this it, is a great thing. Um, okay. My big practical tips are um, don't discipline in front of anyone. Um, and this is like, I, I feel like this is like the child whisper because I think this is so important. But so basically, you know what that means. Don't scream at your kid in front of the other kids. Don't. Um, and don't set them up whenever you can walk over to your child and whisper it in their ear. Um, so if you know, like especially maybe girls too, but especially boys and because I know Damon and I know Judson, and when you you yell a command across the room and things are already escalated, Mm -hmm. that puts them in a a place where they have to make a huge choice. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because it, Pride, you know, one and two, because I don't know why I'm not a boy, but I totally get that. So what I did learn about that was when you walk over to, in this, you know, little intentionality and you whisper, hey, you need to calm down and um, please stop throwing the whatever, you know, or whatever he was doing. Um, and you say it, then they are they're hearing you but you didn't embarrass them because it is embarrassing even though you can't believe that you really get embarrassed they do get embarrassed and um and then then when they do one if they don't do it then you're like that was beautiful because then you didn't make a big you know thing about it um but then if they if they do disobey then you do the same thing in the same manner as you go and you get them in the same way you would have gotten them when you weren't mad and then take them into another room for whatever their consequences. So I'm sh- I-, I think y'all just got to do this. I just think it's, I think we forget because we get so annoyed mm-hmm. and forget. But, you know, they're one of the biggest thing that helps me out of life, I mean, out of life, helps me out in life so much is that proverb that says a harsh word stirs up anger and a gentle answer turns away wrath. And I have found that that works both ways. So if I am harsh to my child, then it's going to stir up anger in them. So now they've disobeyed and they're angry. Mm -hmm. Not in every case, but it happens. But also when I'm speaking harsh words, I am also stirring up my own anger. And there's something about whispering that makes it, it just takes it down a notch and except for those times where you're like, get over here. Obviously,
2: that's what I
0: was thinking. I've had some pretty harsh whispers come out of <laughs> yeah, my no, head. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> that doesn't count. But that, but for the most most part, that is, um, it really, it really does take it down a notch. That's so.
0: really good. I've never really thought about that. I'm very quick to just be like, like you said, don't throw that ball. Don't mm-hmm. stop throwing that. Stop, you know, just out loud, no matter who's around, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I think that's. Right. A, I'm going to start trying that. That's really good.
2: Right,
1: right, and um, and you know, obviously, everything is context. I mean, not everything works every time, and sometimes you like that's the context of the moment it says that I'm nursing triplets and I can't walk over there and whisper anything. So, you know, there's always that. But the other thing is good about that that just reminds me also is that you don't put yourself in a weird spot because nobody knows what you said. So if you went over there and said whatever, but in the context of the moment, there's really nothing you can do. You're not actually going to give him a consequence, that, which that is the rare occasion, not the everyday occasion. You haven't announced to the entire room <laughs> that he's not going to obey you and you literally have zero control. That also takes it down a notch. Then you're not, um, you know, so then you're not mad because you're not a mirror. Yeah, so yeah there's that's that, good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so true. Um, so, um, and the other thing I would say about that um, is that having them say back what they did. Because I know a lot of times, I you know, at least for me, I would go in there and be like, well, do you want to tell me what you did? And lots of times they really can't. And then I'm mad they don't know what they did. Mm-hmm. So. I figured out, especially by the time Sammy had come around, because he was, he was mischievous, if you will. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, I would just say, the reason mommy brought you in here is because you slapped scouts on the back of the head. And then I would say, Can you tell mommy you're sorry that you slapped Scott on the back of the head? Yes. Then he says that but he's looking down. So the next part about that is making them look you in the eye. If that takes you holding their face, their eyes need to be looking at your eyes Mm -hmm. because um, that is just an important thing. And you hate to leave a little pride behind in a perfectly good discipline because you didn't make them look you in the eye and say what they did. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're, you know, Obviously, again, with context, but I do think that really works. And if they get furious mad because you're holding their face, and not in a mean way because you're not mad at this point, that they're looking in your eye and you're holding their face, if they get mad, Well, that's a beautiful thing because then you know that this was an important lesson and you need to get a little more control over the situation Mm -hmm. if they will, if they're reeling around, which they might do that the first time. But you know, if you get up in the morning, decide, okay, I think that is a good piece of advice, then you're going to say, hey, guys, um, I was talking to God (laughs) and I'm saying, <laughs> I am just kidding. no, but you're going to say, I I think it's really important that we look at Kevin and I, especially when I'm talking to you, la, 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 then they know that's the next thing. So, I mean, you only have to say one. Um, so anyway, I do think those are, that's important. So I have some more things, so I, I, you don't have to listen to them all, but I just have a few I more it. of the practical thing. Yeah, I love practical okay. stuff. Okay. So that's the practical thing. Um. This is also so fun, so fun with boys. I really will be honest, I cannot remember much about Banksy doing this, but I think she probably was just sitting there laughing because she's a girl. But practice, 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 and y'all might already do that, but we practiced first time obedience and we practiced greeting our elders and shaking hands and answering simple questions all while looking in their eyes. We practiced holding doors, walking elders to their you know, outside or asking if we could help with the groceries. It is hilarious. And I can literally picture my 28 and 26-year-old now saying, it's nice to meet you," <laughs> and shaking hands, and all of us dying laughing because it was so funny. But over and over, those kind of things, then they're comfortable, then, you know, and then they can practice it. And I just think it's important. So any type of thing like that, you could make up a scenario where you say, hey, um, there's dad with some ice cream and I just yelled. Go put on your shoes. What are you going to do? I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can do that. It's fun. Y'all kids are so fun that you'll have a blast with that. And that's really good long term, you know, for a long time, not like middle school.
2: Oh, but, for sure. it,
1: but it's good. <laughs> you know, it, it, it builds on itself. So that, yeah. that's a fun thing um, that I love. I love that um, too. Yeah, so I do think that's a really good one. Um, let's see, practical. I, You know, discipline, I could talk about that all day long. I love discipline.
2: <laughs> 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 that
3: sounds terrible.
1: I'm so sorry. I don't love it. I just think it is. It is.
3: It's important.
1: Um, but, yeah, it is important. And um, But I would say also on the uh, practical things, you know, I think a sock drawer is very important. I think it's like one of the most important things you do. And the reason is because do you really want to go find their socks when y'all both get up to five kids? Yeah, no, you need you to don't. tell
3: them. You need to tell the listeners about your sock drawer thing because I did yes, want you to talk about that.
1: Sock. Oh, OK, good, good, good. OK, yeah, I, I that that I think literally Jesus must have come down and made a sock drawer because I have no recollection of it. But I know it saved my life.
3: Um, I don't remember you know, doing it. I, I, mean,
1: I mean, I literally have been doing it for 20 years. I've, your idea how it started
3: so let but me say I, let me tell the back story one time I was at Jane's okay. house sitting in the kitchen and she's either I can't totally remember if she's folding laundry and putting laundry away or if a maybe uh-huh. brewer just ran out someone came out and they were like yeah we're going outside and he just opened up a drawer in the bo- in the kitchen a drawer at the bottom of their kitchen like a big drawer and it's full of everyone in the family socks and I was just like why is this? Like why are why are these socks in the kitchen? And so now you tell us why the socks are in the kitchen.
1: Okay. It's so funny, it's so funny. But you know, when I started um really like really thinking, okay, I really do want first time obedience, then I did also like to baby proof or child proof my house, not in a way of like with gates, but with things that I knew were just a lesson in futility. And one of those things was, Hey, you forgot your socks. Can you go find (laughs) some? And it was just like and you know, when you're late, which are always late Mm -hmm. when you're not supposed to be late. And I mean, that could give a person a coronary is the socks. And so I finally figured out and I don't know exactly my and my mom told me to do this. I don't think she did, but I was like, you know what? All the socks are going in here. I'm not going to separate the socks and put them in your drawers. And then, you know, some people have socks, some people don't, whatever. Socks go in here. If you need socks, here's where they are. And (laughs) that's what I did. I mean, Jamin's socks are in there. Everybody's socks are in the sock drawer. Are
0: there like compartments so that they know who's or who's? No.
1: No. (laughs) No. First come, first serve is what I say. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. I'm not kidding you. It's life changing. So uh, uh, you should do it because it'll just get better and better and better. Now, I will say to you, too, your socks do not need to be in the socks they get to be washed and freshly laundered and put them back where you put your socks. <laughs> you do not have to do that. But it just took one less thing. I mean, one more thing out of the big equation of five kids. And it was a beautiful thing. So good for that. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. funny. And I
0: want to do that because the socks make me cuckoo. Me too. So yeah. Always. That's Always. such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. word, that mm-hmm. is hilarious. And I just think yeah. about like right now they're at the stage where they don't want their socks to match. Oh. oh, good. And so they intentionally Perfect. go to find different socks. Within, like, if Mosey has a Spider Man sock, then Murphy wants a Spider Man mm-hmm. sock. It's just like an <laughs> ordeal. So we'll have first come, first <laughs> serve. Sorry, yep.
3: Mosey's come yep.
1: first. Yep. <laughs> That's right. No, and, and you just make a rule: no crying uh, among the sock drawer. There's no <laughs> whining or crying here. So, yeah, oh, I mean Lord. it is. It is really funny though that cracks me up. And the little ones just they they never say a word. Like the, the more you have, everything is about Fletcher and Murphy and it. And Hank is barely going to get a word in. But as you have more kids, he'll be in charge too. So you know whatever they do, the next thing they do. Um, but yeah, that is a great one. Um, let's see and I like this silly silly Trying to think uh so yes I, whoops, what did I do I just lost my whole thing um so anyway yeah sock drawer is a great thing anything practical like that to me is just invaluable for sure for I sure, know do you sure. have
0: anything else like that that's just like a hack or something yeah like a, a mom, mom hack that no one would think of like a sock drawer a family a sock drawer in the kitchen
1: <laughs> I, don't, I mean yeah it is pretty crazy um no I don't know I had some people say um to me about this is a girl that I know and respect so much that she, um, she, she was she said that, um, ye, she gave her children a choice about about nighttime meals, okay? So, and I don't know if this is every night, I hate to misquote her because she was like Parents of the Year, but she, you could eat what you what was on. The plate, or you can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and eat that. And I, and and I'm a big, you know, advocate of everybody eating the same thing. However, it was only this year that Burr stopped eating all orange food. So I'm um, <laughs> not Mr. Crouton over there? <laughs> I mean, good gracious. It was either a cheese it, a goldfish, a chicken that was orangely crusted. <laughs> I mean, that was it. It was ridiculous. But anyway, now he eats everything. So. Is, obviously doesn't matter, but um, but but she would. That's what she would do. She would um, she would say, "Okay, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich." I had a pediatrician tell me about Sammy one time that he ate peanut butter and jelly for the first ten years of his life every meal. I should not worry. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I went with that, and so it makes it makes things better. It makes it easier. I mean, it's hard to get everybody at the table. Mm-hmm. It's just it. And so, you do the best you can on that
3: one. But I'm, I'm yeah, kind that's of. That's good. You know, I think that's a really good point.
0: Because I'm the opposite. I'm like, okay, here's all your choices. Yeah. You have 10 things to pick from. Ready? Uh-huh. Go. And I like name them all. And then they can't even make a decision. And because I'm bad. Yeah. I, we're still at this phase of just like, we're all eating at different times. We usually feed the kids and then we eat later. And it's always just a little chaotic at dinner time. But like, I'm at a place where I'm okay with that. I'm accepted that like, yeah. this is our style right now. And like, Right. I'm hoping that in a couple of years we'll be more organized and on, you know, this is hard cause they go to bed at seven. So it's just like, right, all of yeah. us eating, just- getting dinner. I don't know. It's just chaotic. So I like that idea though of like, this is what we're having or peanut butter. jelly. Like mm-hmm. there's not 20 options. Right. There's not look in the snack cabinet. Cause that's mm-hmm. what the boys want to do right now. It's like Murphy wants right. to like kind of pick at his food. And then at seven Oh five, when he's supposed to be falling asleep, be like, um, you can I have it. a snack? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they are, they're starving, of course. Right. And yeah. And, and just like you saying that about um, where you are in life. I mean, that's, that's, you're kind of preparing for that. Okay. We eat dinner together every night. Right now you're just preparing to keep them alive until you can eat dinner together every night. Mm-hmm. So you're doing, that's great. Um, but it does kind of cut down on the two because you don't want to be the short order cook. And truthfully, um, I love, like some people were, I can't remember it. Maybe it was even last week. She said, I said, you can have carrots or green beans, which are two you know, mm-hmm. so they, they think they're getting a choice and yes. that, that would have never worked with mine, but I'm like, way to go. Yeah. But, um, so I think that's awesome. And I, I totally am behind that. Um, but I also am, but I'm equally behind that you cannot deal without a choice. Then you're not ready for choices. So um, I think that there's a balance between those two things. But if you can do the broccoli or green beans thing and you win, then go for that. But if you're like me, then I would just make what I'm going to make, make it as easy and simple and as healthy, I guess, as possible. And then if it doesn't work, don't make an issue out of it. So that every night dinner isn't, oh, we have dinner as a family, but everyone wants to kill everybody and I hate my kids. Right. or make it so you know so that it there is some happy medium because they will not eat peanut butter and jelly forever you mm-hmm. there will come a time that you are cooking all day long every day and they're hungry immediately after and you are begging for the days when peanut butter and jelly would do it so, <laughs> keep that in mind. it is a thing of the past at that point you're like dang! It.
3: oh my god but, i can only imagine with four boys oh it's, uh, it's hilarious um. So anyway, okay. Um, Tell us then more about like the table because we talked about that too. And just like what you, now that we're on the table subject, like what is your tips about eating? Like I know, I'm sure you guys ate as a family, right? At dinner and maybe even I'm breakfast. Sure we,
1: oh yeah. And then we had, I baked bread usually before I got up and I'd run like 10 miles and then I had like <laughs> two hour quiet time. And then we'd all eat together. And they served. My kids actually made and served the breakfast and read the Bible to Damon as he was rushing out the door. It was beautiful. Are y'all not doing that? (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, the table, actually, if I can find it, I will send you the most hilarious video of Stratton when he was little having my phone and seeing what the dinner table actually looked like and it was hilarious so I'll send you that later and then you'll know what my dinner looked like yes like I said you're kind of working towards that goal Um, one of the most important things and I do so terrible at that and this is why you want to make it as simple as possible even before you get to where you're both um, until you're all eating together is that you know, even if like your husband isn't home yet or kids are eating, you do try to sit down with them. Even if you're not eating yet, try to because it's a lesson in self control just to be able to sit, even if it's a five minute dinner. Just this is what we do at this time of the day, and boys don't sit down much, but hey, let's try it for three minutes at, mm-hmm. dinner, ta- at dinner time. And they can't sit if you don't sit. Mm-hmm. because why would they? Cause you're moving around, which I'm telling you this because I am terrible at that. I just know it would be a good thing if I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you just try to, but again, everything right now is just building up. I mean, you're really just building a foundation to get to that. Um, I think that, you know, asking a million questions at dinner is, um, is great because they love to answer questions. And I just think that's a great time to do it. Um, let what I said about that. Um, oh, yeah. So, Matt, and, and those are times, too, that you can, you know, I know I've heard, too, about, you know, really wanting to hide God's word in their heart. And we do. And then we're like, oh, my gosh, they don't know enough scripture and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And that is, you know, and of course, that's how Satan says, you're not doing a good enough job. They're not going to know scripture. They'll never love Jesus. And that's where, you know, that happens when we feel that way. And that's not even true. Um, But I will say that just like I'm saying, that three to five minutes sitting down at dinner is just another foundational thing of you being able to hide God's word in their heart. And you can make it fun. Like, you know, you don't necessarily are going to pull out, you know, Revelation one and read it to them because they don't care, Mm -hmm. but, like, for instance, and I will just tell you this to Hannah because I'm making you one, I'll make you one, Suzanne. But we, when mine were little, I made, and I was a weird, crafty person then. So I'm not a Pinterest person, but I really had an issue with cutting things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I had, um, I made a little prayer jar. And so I like, back in the olden days when you didn't have friends, I went to the, you know, Echo Drugs and got my photos and cut out, you know, a uh, face. I'd cut out like, my mom's face, my dad's face, and their siblings' face, and their aunt, their uncle, their da, 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 da. And then I had them, um, and then I used a little laminator, and I put them in there, and then we would pick out somebody to pray for. Um, like, let's just say you're, Hannah, you're at your house, and we pick out Sam, and then you pick them out. They're excited because there's Dan's little face, and you know, hey, what should we pray for her? And blah, 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 blah. And you talk about that. And then I also would have little scripture, now again, this is just when it works. I don't mean I did this every single <laughs> <little> meal <laughs> for 25 years. I did not <laughs> do that. That is not even close to the accuracy of it. I'm just saying when when you can. Um, because it gets them excited. And then like if I had, you know, a little scripture I'd have also in there like a cheerful, hard, good medicine. You know, or something that would be applicable to them. In, like a little, you know, do not worry about tomorrow. Or he has his angels guarding you whatever that the thing may be and of course that means you're learning scripture they're learning scripture and it doesn't mean okay now murphy i want you to say proverbs or not that but just you know it doesn't return voice so you just say okay well maybe hey we got the scripture why don't we pray this and say this and pray it for Sam? i mean any way you want to do it But it's just right there and and you only touch it when we're all at the table. So it's not like something they can pick up and go through the pictures. This is like not like that because you want it to be not mysterious. That would be not godly, but you know what I mean. So it's not like every other toy. It's like special, kind of like the elf.
3: Yeah, that's so good. (laughs) I love that. That is so good.
0: I love that too. (laughs) I got a laminator yep. for Christmas, so I'm Oh, well
1: done! done, yeah. done All right. That's awesome. Okay. Well, then you can do your own. I'll do Zan. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was Zan. That, that, that was, was Zan. me <laughs> that got a laminator. No, Hannah. Started oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Hannah. I'm still doing it. <laughs> Zan. You're going have to do it yourself. Um, but anyway, and then you just add to it. And it it's just fun. That's a fun thing. Um, and also, wow, and so, you know, that's the thing is you can always get them to say something. Can you say something nice about your brother? And I mean, sometimes it's going to be the stupidest thing in the world. It's okay. You're just trying to get them engaged to stay at the table to eat the food virtually. And remember that the table is fun. You know, I mean, that's really all, all that really is.
2: That's um, so good.
1: So there's that. And then, um, you know, I had written down with that just about praying, and this isn't actually at the table. Oh, oh and, and aside from the table, okay, so at the table, you know, like when you don't want to nitpick them every day, but let's just say Fletcher goes, I hate French fries. And of course, you know, you, you might hate French fries too, but that's the time when you can say, hey, how, you know, whatever God gave us French fries, or is there a way you could say that would honor mommy more, or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, there's just, you know, whatever. It's just a good time to do that. When you're there for the three minutes. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. And the other thing that I think, and this is something my kids and y'all do this, I think, because I know you were talking about the other day about just pointing out God's creation and talking about how, you know, God made this. And one of my things I always say is when we see sunsets, sunrises, beautiful trees, whatever. I will be like, you realize that God put that there because he loves you so much. And it's the only one that will ever be in this exactly time. And he knew you were going to see it. And that's how much he loves you. And that's for everything. And it it really, especially when they're little, it, it, that's mind-blowing. Because it's mind-blowing to me. Uh-huh. So, um, and, and y'all sound like you totally, totally do that. And I think it's so sweet. Um, and my mom, it was funny sad, and then I'm sure I'm probably talking too long, but, um, my mom used to tell me, I can't believe I believed her, but you know, when the birds sing outside, she would come in my room and she'd be like, you know what they're saying? <laughs> I'd be like, what? And she'd be like, they're saying pretty, pretty Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, but I was over <laughs> at my sweet little granddaughter, Libby's house, um, the other day and we went outside and it was like a weird bird thing and it was like the birds were attacking but they were talking or whatever and i was like it is my chance and i said really do you know what the birds are saying and she looks at me and she looks at the birds and i said they're saying pretty pretty Rivy really. Like okay, so i said it and she and she looks at me she looks at the birds and she looks at me and I say it again. And then we go inside and I said, Did you tell can you tell mommy what the birds were saying? And she looks like so long for the mysterious look and she goes, Pretty, pretty oh. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is beautiful. But I just thought, you know, just little things. They 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 really hear so much that yes. we don't even realize that they're just gathering from our walk. Oh. Um, with the Lord in our walk beside them.
3: To me, your boys are so close to you and to Damon and, of course, to their siblings, too. And, like, what do you feel like is, like, why, or, like, what fostered y'all's family closeness? Do you know what I mean? Because, like, okay, I have this funny story of, like, when I found out that I'm having a girl this time, and I think I told you right? this, but, like, judson i came to judson and i said judd like you don't this is a girl like these boys right here they're gonna grow up and they're gonna leave us and this girl's gonna stick with us and he's like yeah. Well, really, then how do you explain Stratton and Jane? <laughs> 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 because Stratton loves his mom, and I just thought that she was so sweet. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, oh, I, I could only me. hope and pray that Hank and Fletchie love me as much as your boys love you. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And I will say that I um, mean, y'all are
3: I well, mean, obviously, well on your way
1: to that because you're fostering that um that love between each of them. And you know, I will say, and I would. You know, my mom really was instrumental in this. She grew up in a house where she was close to her siblings, but they fought like cats and dogs. And it was, and, and just like a lot of families will talk to, they're like, oh yeah, we used to kill each other and fight, blah, 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 blah. Well, that was not accepted at my house because my mom was, she was the youngest of four and she was like, I'm not living like that. And so she, we did, that was a non-negotiable. You did not. Do that with your siblings. You didn't speak ugly to them. You didn't fight with them. Now obviously there's got to be a little exception to that rule but for the most part that was a non-negotiable and during the course of um, raising them I met other people who were just really godly women who said if they cannot get along with each other then you do not have room for friends yet and I thought that was so wise And I thought it was a little legalistic at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you could make it really legalistic. But the truth of the matter is, that really is true. Because when you enter in a whole nother thing without getting the foundational love and respect for their brothers and sisters, then you're making harder on yourself, you know. And yes, they probably will grow up and love each other, you know, they probably will. But but it's different than a lifetime of knowing just this is my best friend. This is who has my back. This is who I'm going to have their back. And my, I would say that really takes care of how close you are to them because there's a certain level of respect um, that obviously you're not going to make them get along with their siblings, but not you. So that mm-hmm. just kind of comes along with it. And, um, but also, you know, my boys, And, I mean, they are, they are so tight. And the scout told me one time, I wanted to get so funny, and I was asking him a question. I can't remember what it was about. I'm sure I was trying to find some information that was on my business. And he said, Mom. I said, yeah. He goes, I I love you so much. He goes, but I'm loyal to them. (laughs) oh, I did such a good job. What was I thinking? (laughs) And... So, I mean, I think it's and it is exactly what you want. Um, so it, it was really sweet, but I mean, I was like, wow, that that is really true. So, anyway, mm-hmm. I think it, it really is a we just don't, we just don't do that. I don't let you don't let them fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. You just, you just don't. It's mm-hmm. not a thing. And then that's accepted. So, you know, as soon as that's accepted and it, it doesn't happen all the time, then you get very little, um, Patience for it. You know what I mean? It, it comes right out to you. And, you know, because you also fight with your husband, right. you know? So, so, anyway, I just think that's a great one. It goes along with kind of the whole discipline thing. And, um, y- you know, it's just, I think it's good. So I, I would say that. I would say that's a big one. Um, I think make, making sure that they respect you. And I I think that probably goes back to. Why I'm big on the first-time obedience is, um, is because there is a level of respect. It does not ensure that they will become a pastor or that you know they'll be baptized at twelve and never turn away from the Lord or any of those things. That's not really what it's about. It's more about building a foundation so that you have set them up in such a way that they, um. They can put their pride in their back pocket, realize their need for a savior. It's harder to come from a, I'm the most important thing in the world mm-hmm. um, to that. So I do think, um, like I said, you know the the first time obedience thing also, you know that I'm trying to think that verse in Hebrews that said, um, this discipline seems painful, painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who' been trained by it. Um, and again, you're setting them up well, you're not insuring anything um, but um, but but if you're looking in the big picture, you're really just setting them up to hopefully be obedient to God one day and you know, I I think y'all mentioned the one, two, three thing that you've seen and said, don't count which I think is hilarious because I always laugh when people count, but not in judgment just in, oh I know where you are stop counting, um, but what that does, I think, and I don't know if he says this. I haven't read his book yet, but I've listened to everything he's ever said, so I'm sure I probably could have written a book for him and said, <laughs> "Oh, this is what Andy says." <laughs> um, but it puts the ball back in their court. Mm-hmm. Um, when we say that, and if we want their hearts to be softened, and we don't want to puff it up with more pride by letting them decide when they're going to obey us. Um, that's one thing, and then they never have to wonder what's going to happen because they already know, and because of that it takes all the emotion out of it for the parents so you don't get so mad and start screaming because you're just discipli- disciplining what you said you were going to discipline you're not disciplining because you're so mad that they keep doing the thing you said not to do mm-hmm. and I think that that just gives you um that just builds relationship is what that does and it's and it's so much work in the first five years, but it gets a lot easier after that and you think, Oh, that's the peaceable fruit of righteousness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so in that in discipline, I don't mean just thinking, I mean the discipline of you know, practicing being obedient or practicing shaking hands or practicing saying you're sorry or whatever, you know, all of those things, I think, um are the discipline, not just you just think. It I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> that was not that fun. Anyway, so I would say that making them get along and just that—that's a non-negotiable. Um, and you know, and I have to constantly check myself to to, to think, like, am I doing this for the right reason? Because if I'm not, then I'm probably not going to get what I, you know, admitting you're wrong. Like I think one of your children looked at you and said. Why did you say that when you apologized to him? But that's huge. Mm -hmm. It's so huge. Um, I just will say that this one lady told me this my kids are little. I just said, What is your, what is your, um, what's your, what's the big thing? Like, what has really got your kids to be like they are? (laughs) I was so mad at her. She gets, Honey, prayer. You just have to pray. That's all you really need to do. And I remember thinking, girl, there's got to be something else. I pray. (laughs) and as as they have gotten older i've realized oh you're right and it's so 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 funny but it brings you a little freedom in the fact that even if you do all the right things even if you do all the wrong things it's not in your it's not in your hands it's in his hands and he loves so much more than me and y'all are doing a great job so you should be encouraged all the way across the board, even though you're going to now have to make this into three different parts. <laughs> I'm going to be famous.
0: That was a perfect yeah, thing to say to end it, I think, that just it's not in our hands. Only so much is in our control. And like you said, the Lord loves them so much more than we do. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. That's
1: so funny. And he also picked y'all to be their parents. So you gotta be the best ones at it. You wouldn't you didn't pick Joe Blow from the gas station. So <laughs> there you go. But, that's so good. That's um, well, gonna- I love y'all so much. You're doing such a great
3: job. Thank, Thank you, you so much.
0: You've been a very um, big supporter and friend of the pod and we appreciate all the encouraging words you've sent. Yeah. are such an encourager.
3: I want to ask you yes. one fun question before we leave. I thought of it this morning when I was listening um, to Annie F. Downs and I was like, oh. I've never asked anybody her fun question, which is what sounds oh. fun to you right now? Um, uh, like right now, uh, what sounds fun to you? What sounds fun to me? Um,
1: I will tell you what is fun right now to me that y'all probably will think is so silly. But besides, with chocolate involved in some way, but I would say what sounds fun to me is two different things games. I used to hate games, love them now. But is playing the guitar with my youngest child? That is my funnest. That's what sounds fun. Because it is. So good.
3: Just yeah, like Erin, our sister-in-law. Y'all are just like some really good moms all there. they all like playing guitar with your sons. So sweet. Good job. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, girl.
1: Well, think about think about what you're saying. I've been parenting for 28 years. <laughs> I'm just now say, saying that. that sounds fun. I've had 28 years to prepare for it. <laughs> That's so funny because
0: I just saw, just because the 28 years thing, I just saw this um, reel, I think it was, and it was, a, a, mo- a girl calling her mom being like <laughs> she's like raising toddlers and she calls her mom she's like when are these kids going to be less needy she's like well I don't know you're 32 and you're still calling me
2: so. <laughs> ah, ah! it is so true it is so true I love it I love it I love it
1: yeah it's pretty awesome oh, I know. Him a hug. go hug your mother tonight we're good to bet <laughs> do give her the biggest hug ever <laughs> oh well
0: thank you so much Jane yes, this was Jane. so fun we love you so much and we really do look yeah. up to you and just feel like as I've already mentioned that um we just think you're great and a good mom and yeah. a good example for everyone.
1: Well you are very sweet. That is very humbling and I appreciate somebody saying
0: that <laughs> 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 so, y'all are awesome.
1: All right well I love you so much. Love you too. And
0: All right listeners we will you. talk to you next week.